We've got a Surface event, a major Windows update's now shipping, and Microsoft's pretty confident it can close its $70 billion acquisition. Happy Friday, friends. It is Friday. It was, a, it was a good week. Good week. Hopefully you had a wonderful week. There were some big, big news drops this week. I mean, everything from events and, and updates and, and acquisitions. And so let's just dive into the news. Hopefully you had a wonderful week. I did. Hopefully, uh, hopefully next week's just as good. That's all I can really say. Hopefully next week is just as good as this week. So uh, kicking things off, Microsoft officially or sort of officially announced that they're having a Microsoft Surface hardware event, or I should say just an event. Technically, I don't even think they call it a Surface event. So maybe there's a little more. Maybe there's not. But either way, October 12th is the next big Microsoft event day that you should be marking down on your calendars and we're definitely going to be seeing some harder uh surface pro 9 i believe the studio 3 is going to be coming also be looking for potentially a surface laptop 5 and we'll see what other else they things they have up their sleeve there might be some there might be some other stuff floating around so that is the next big event that should be exciting that should kind of well, that doesn't say really round out the october tech events because you got google in there you got there's a bunch of stuff it's a great time of the year it's a wonderful time of the year if you're a technology fan and so there you go october 12th be on the lookout for that uh, microsoft is moving away from its docs kind of branding if you will and now they've got learn and so microsoft learn is expanding and, and it's basically just absorbing docs so just think of it sort of like it's just being absorbed i mean that's the best way to do it so uh yeah if that, if that is what it is. Also, this week, the biggest announcement of this week, aside from the Surface event, in my opinion, is that uh, the Windows 11 22H2 is now shipping. So this is this is coming out the pipes. This is now available. If you check for updates, you may or may not get it. And so here's a quick rundown of the things that I think are important in 22H2. Snap layouts. This is the thing where you can drag your uh, window to the top of the screen and you get a whole bunch of different layout options. You can also see layout options, I believe, too if you cover over the maximize button. So it just makes snapping quite a bit easier. Focus sessions, you can basically just turn off exactly what it sounds like, turn off notifications and, and distractions. ClipChamp, which was a Microsoft acquisition is now shipping out of the box, which is a video editor in the cloud. And so they did remember, don't forget that they did update their sort of pricing model. And so you can at least use the basic features now for way more reasonable and manageable costs. And there's a lot of them are actually even free or included. On the gaming side a little bit here, there's the controller bar has been updated, makes it easier to get started with your Xbox controller right on your PC, makes that a little bit faster. There's an HDR calibration app, and we're also seeing folders in the start menu. Now, I am leaving out one thing because Microsoft isn't shipping it with this release, and that is tabs in File Explorer. Officially, those will not be shipping or arriving, I should say, until October via what we believe are going to be called moment updates, and so that will arrive then. So they needed a little bit more time in the oven, which kind of makes you just wonder why they didn't wait until October, but that's beside the point. So tabs are still coming, but they're not here yet. Uh, also coming, or being announced, I should say, this week with, alongside the Microsoft, or the Windows stuff, is there are now 20,000 new apps coming to 31 new countries via the, uh, the Amazon store. I... 20,000 apps coming to Windows is an impressive number, but we let's be honest, we all know that the vast majority of them are probably junk and things that will never be installed on a, on a Windows PC or honestly probably even an Android phone or a, a Fire tablet, if you will. But either way, the the, app ex, the Android app experience on Windows is expanding, coming to more countries, and so there you go. That is it. 
Uh, the other interesting thing to note is that Microsoft did officially say that Windows 10 version 22H2 will arrive in October. They're really just kind of downplaying this. And if you don't like changes in your operating system, this might be the update for you. So I think my Windows 10 should be, based on Windows 11 availability, just in a maintenance mode, and that should be it. So uh, either way, 22H2 is coming for October, and, there, and that is that. Also, one more interesting little nitpick in my own vernacular here. Microsoft is officially, I believe, referring to this as the Windows 11 2022 update, not 22H2, because in theory, they're supposed to not be shipping major updates in anything. So, like, only once per year, so there would be no 22 or 23H1. There's not supposed to be, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, so officially, it's Windows 11 2022 update. Uh, on the security side here a little bit, Microsoft is making significant improvements to SMB authentication in Windows 11. They are improving the security of the SMB NTLM authentication and reducing attack services. That is a Mr. PKI special. Uh, he loves his security stuff and he always asks security related questions and so threw that one in for him. Also announced this week are NVIDIA 4000 series cards. Um, I, I, okay, so the... the Performance based on, again, the marketing stuff until we actually see actual benchmarks. Take it with a massive grain of salt. These things are expensive. I don't even care. Uh, like 1500 bucks for the 4090, and you're looking at like 900 bucks for a, like a more entry-level-ish 4080. And I get it. These are top-tier graphics cards, but I... Mm, this feels like a massive disconnect. I remember when, remember back in the day when the NVIDIA Titans were about 800 bucks and that was the top of the benchmark and that was it. Now it's like double the price. I think NVIDIA is just trying to go for uh, rev, you know, margin here rather than volume because they know they're in a tough place. Like 30, car, 30 series cards are flooding the market as all the miners uh, bail because of Ethereum that switch over uh, to the proof of stake instead of proof of work. I think I got that right. And so, uh, yeah. And I think they're going to be in for a tough time, which is fine. These cards experienced just phenomenal sales and growth for the past two years. It's not sustainable, and here we are. And now I think they're just trying to jack up the price to see if they can sell fewer of them, but get more money up front. And also EVGA bailing on graphics card is a whole different saga, and that's worth looking into, especially I've had many EVGA video cards. And so them bailing on the 4000 series, and then NVIDIA coming out just kind of feeling like they're disconnected here a little bit. I, I don't think these are... I'm not saying they're bad cards, but I don't think the sales are going to be anything near what they had with previous generation stuff. So that is that. Uh, on to the gaming news. There's a, there's a decent amount of gaming news. Actually, yesterday, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on Bloomberg said, hey, we're pretty confident we're going to be able to close the Blizzard Activision deal. Now, he didn't say anything about uh, caveats or anything else that they're going to have to give up to get this deal shut. But he does feel pretty confident. And this is on the back of Sony again going out and complaining that Microsoft shouldn't be allowed to buy this. And so it's good to hear from the CEO saying, I, we think we can come out. And he didn't really give, sometimes they will come and be like, yeah, we think we're going to run it. But he made some good points. Uh, Sony's buying up gaming IP. They just bought Destiny. And so if Microsoft, if Sony can do it, why can't Microsoft? And Sony's the market leader in the gaming segment. And uh, I still think they're going to have to uh, give up some things. I, and it's hard to say what I mean by give up. I mean like exclusivity agreements or that sort of thing, or they can't make it better on Xbox for so many number of years, that sort of stuff. And they, then they would be allowed to buy it because Call of Duty is a generational type game. Like the, uh, Call of Duty doesn't come, on, come along very often. So uh, there's a new uh, September update for the Xbox platform that's bringing a couple things. You can now change the color 
of your little uh, logo thing. If you have an Elite Series 2 controllers, that's the core and the whatever full one. You can now change that color, the little slider, little graphic wheel thing. Hey, you can go do that. You're also having an improved full library view too of your games, which is helpful. So uh, it's hard to, it's a little bit hard to explain because if you have pinned apps and it, it, it's like a truncated view and now you have a better full view. It's just, it's just a marginal quality of life improvement. Also for the next update, not this, not in this one, Microsoft is also testing the option to mute the boot up sound. So if you're trying to game at 2 a.m., you can now, we can now hide that stuff or mute that stuff, I should say. Uh, super interesting collab here. Microsoft partnered with the BBC to bring Frozen Planet 2 content to Minecraft. So I think David Attenborough narrating a Minecraft scene that's replicated from uh, BBC 2, BBC's, uh, Planet Earth 2. It's really cool. It's really well done. This is like one of those interesting things, like you never really think they would do something like this, then they go out and do it, and it's like, wow, that's actually, eh, that's kind of neat. And so it's just a neat little little crossover death loop game pass that's been beaten into the ground we all knew that was coming also this weekend for xbox fans which i suspect you are listening call of duty modern warfare 2 beta is going on i played a bunch last night there have been some booting issues and login issues so do you be aware of that and they are looking into it. uh overall the gameplay itself feels fine i i will say it is the worst user interface to get into a game I've ever seen in a Call of Duty, and this goes way back. I don't know what they were thinking. They should have just stuck with the same interface they've had for the past several generations, including Warzone. Like, it was... Like, like they were optimizing the previous user interface for multiple generations, and they really had it dialed in. And now, I think they fell into the trap of, like, well, it's a new game. We have to have a new user interface. Otherwise, we're just going to get yelled at because it's like, ah, it's the same game, just a DLC sort of thing. And I gotta tell you, friends, this new UI as a Call of Duty, as a, a Call of Duty loyal, it is bad. It is bad. They're already saying they're gonna work on it and that they will have it updated before release. But unless they're ripping it out and replacing it with the old one, I don't know how they're gonna. Like, yes, they can make some quality of life changes, but like, it needs big, big changes. As an example, you're playing with a party of friends. Like, four, I was playing with four people last night. You can't see who's in your lobby. All you see in the top right corner is just the number four and four tiny little circles you can't even see. And so, let's say, Brad, I want to know who it is. It takes, I think it's three button clicks to actually get there. You have to press, like, right down on the thumbstick, or the actually you have to press the hamburger button. You have to, like, tab over two times, and then you can see who's in your part. It's really frustrating and annoying, and I don't... It's the same with the gunsmith. Like, it's just a bad UI. Thankfully, the game is fun. The, the mechanics of the game, I think the changes they're implementing seem okay. I'm not a big fan of the perk stuff. I primarily play just to level up weapons and then go use them in Warzone, so we'll have to see what happens in Warzone. But... Um, I mean, I played it for multiple hours last night and had a blast. So, you know, that kind of speaks for itself. Just get the UI stuff fixed. Just get the UI stuff fixed is, uh, yeah. So, uh, on to the questions of the week. Just a handful in. I forgot to push, push it up and push it up really, really late. So, uh, there's just a handful in the hopper this week. Kicking it off is Dabin. He says, will we ever see another manufacturer make an Xbox expansion storage? Are we stuck with these expensive options? So this is a good question. So Seagate has, it's kind of, you got to qualify it a little bit because I believe you can use any USB external storage drive. I think you can do that. I'm pretty sure. But now the major caveat there is you can't play games off of those third-party, ex those external drives unless they are in the, what is it? The velocity engine or whatever the velocity slot, the, the velocity storage thing, uh, which is their high, high, <laughs> 
high performance storage unit, which is only made by Seagate. They make the expandable storage that can slide into that slot. And so the question becomes, are we going to see other manufacturers? I don't know yet. They, Seagate very clearly has an exclusive agreement with Microsoft on this and they're working hand in hand. And I don't know if we honestly will. I hope we do, but I don't know if we will, because if you go back to last generation, Seagate, I believe also had a deal with Microsoft. And so it feels like that partnership is just longstanding and that's just the way that it's going to be. And he points out, meanwhile, Gen 4 SSD for PS5 will probably go lower by the end of the year or starting next year when Gen 5 start coming out. Yes, yeah, so the storage options on the PlayStation 5 can be cheaper. They're a little bit more cumbersome to uh, put in, but he is correct that you, with with approved, I think they have to be like approved or something like that or branded a specific way, then the PlayStation 5 can make use of those SSDs, which in theory should make them lower, lower the cost. Will Seagate ever lower the cost? Hopefully. But uh, that's more of a, a Microsoft thing. Oh, geez. Um, Wishborn, wish, Wishburn, I'm going to go with Wishburn asks, he says, now with Windows 11 22H2 coming out, what do you think is going to happen to Windows 11 going forward? Are we going to see more updates? Are we going to see fewer updates? What are we going to see? This is getting kind of crazy. Yes. So one of my primary complaints about Windows 11, what Microsoft is doing, is it feels like Microsoft got into this model or this mindset, I should say, was like, we have to prove Windows 11 is agile. We have to prove it's just as agile as Android and iOS. And so we'll do that by being able to ship updates whenever we want. We won't let the system tell us when we want to ship an update. We'll tell the system sort of thing like and they went crazy about this so now we get updates all the time all so you have windows updates you have updates through the store you have these moment updates and you have c-band updates which are out of band uh things patches and quality like it's just a flood and triage of updates what i what i would implore microsoft to do is just pick one day of the quarter to ship an update that does feature stuff or more specifically, I would love it just one year, one day of the year, you know, maybe like a major update because with the way Microsoft does things now, I feel like they lose a lot of marketing momentum with the release of 22H2 because it's all been like bled out over a year and all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're just wrapping these up and pushing them, and it, which to some extent, maybe, I, you know, I, I'm being a bit hypocritical because it's like, I love feature window uh, updates come to Windows, but at the same time, there, there's no there's no ability to make a plan to work with that model that Microsoft has. We have no idea how things are shipping or when they're shipping. It's, it's updates through chaos rather than updates through confidence. I just... Give us a pattern. Give us something that we can bet on and understand when and how things are going to arrive. Because right now, it's you could wake up tomorrow and there's a major feature update. And then it could be seven months and we see nothing, but we get five different updates between now and then. So they need to get back to a an actual roadmap of and make it apparent that the end user will know when things are coming. Because right now, it's it's just sort of a, a, a scatter shot. Uh, oh, geez. A lot of these... <laughs> Termicile, Termicil, we will say. Uh, he says, hi, Brad. I picked up my second Xbox Series S. I already have one. I now have two. Do you think now that I've bought a second one, we will finally see a price drop this fall? Uh, I don't know if we will see a price drop yet. We will see. I think Microsoft, I think this, I think we're going to see a lot of bundles this fall now that quantity is now readily available on store shelves and that things are quote-unquote normalizing in the market if you will i bet we start to see a bunch of bundles remember play, sony just raised the pricing on a lot of their stuff all around the globe microsoft came out and it comes out and cuts the price that would be 
a real significant uh, like marketing win. Now, the reason why I'm hesitating a little bit is Microsoft is trying to buy a $70 billion company. And so if they come out and cut the price, Sony could be like, look, they're able to keep cutting their price. They're going to be able to price us out of the market and we're screwed. And so I could actually see Microsoft being a little bit cautious with price cutting until they get that closed and just do a better bundle value deals with Game Pass Ultimate or an additional controller and that sort of thing for the holiday season. Uh, the Series S is a phenomenal console for the price. I mean, it's the same price as that Logitech G Cloud, which I did a video on if you want, really want to know more about it. It's a cloud streaming thing, but it's priced at $299 if you pre-order. It's $349. If you do it uh, after they start shipping, and that's more expensive than an Xbox Series S, and it's Wi-Fi only, so which means you gotta be playing it in your house. Just buy a Series S. Like they're, it's a phenomenal console for the pricing, and I think it's, I think it's easily probably the best value in gaming right now. Now the Switch gives a lot of value too, and that's the only reason I hesitate. But compared to the PlayStation, it's it's a tremendous value. Uh, last question comes in from, oh great. Greg Alto, Greg Alto, we'll call that. He goes, with the Surface event now being officially announced, do you think we'll see anything worthwhile to upgrade this fall? Here's the one thing that is sitting in the back of my mind. So I believe the Surface Studio 3 is coming. I have severe reservations about what chipset Microsoft is going to put inside this thing. I believe it's Rocket Lake is the 13th gen chipset that is right around the corner for Intel. 12th gen was obviously last year. And Microsoft has a real rich history of launching previous generation chips. Now, as of today, the previous generation chips are the 11th gen, not 12th gen, because 13th isn't officially here. If the Studio 3 comes out with an 11th gen chip, it's uh, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough because the 12th, there's a big difference between 11th and 12th gen. If you're not familiar with that, go look into the P&E cores. Um, yes, they do run hotter. But if this thing comes out with an 11th gen chipset and 20 series uh, graphics from NVIDIA, and it's going to be expensive because the Surface Studio is expensive. We'll see. We will, we will see what comes out. Um, the Surface Studio 3 is the most interesting one just because the Surface Studio is the most interesting PC I think Microsoft has honestly ever built. That includes the Pro, that includes the Duo and the Neo. The Neo never shipped. I, from, a des from a PC perspective, the Surface Studio is fantastic. Like The form factor, we need to wait and see what the chips are inside because Microsoft, again, has that rich history of going with last-gen stuff when 11th-gen would be... It'd be rough, in my opinion. So, so... There we go, guys. Uh, that wraps it up for this week. Hopefully you had a good week. That's the news. We'll see what's coming down the pipeline. We'll probably start to see some more surface stuff dribble out here and there would be my guess. Either way, that wraps up for this week. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, make sure to keep it subscribed here because only BS on this podcast is me.